What's up, people? Welcome to Things We Like. This is Daisy Nduta. And this is Miriam Koske. And we definitely talk like this. <laughs> okay, so if you didn't listen to our intro, we told you last week that, as the name suggests, we're talking about things we like. But all, everything that we like is made of black people. So there you go. That's that's what you're in, in it for. Also, if you didn't catch the last episode, if you didn't get the hint, obviously we're starting with Insecure. We we said so many references of Insecure. So if honestly, if you didn't get it, I don't know. I don't know. To be, spe- be to be specific, Insecure <laughs> by Isare, because there'd be a lot of Insecures, Insecurities <laughs> lying around. Um, yeah, so in case you do, you're a bit confused. We're talking about Insecure, the series. And um, again, as we said last week, it's gonna be all over the place. So if you've not watched this um, series, you're welcome to listen. But if you are thinking that like, we'll give you spoilers, we'll definitely give you spoilers without yeah. trying. Like we're not doing it on purpose. <laughs> we're not sadists. But um, yeah, m- you might listen to this and be like, "Oh, I want to watch the episode." Yeah. Even cooler. Mm-hmm. Let us know if we inspire you. Send a voice also, <laughs> if you watch Insecure, you know Kelly is the person to say something like that. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, true. I was like, ooh. Oh, that Kelly, was such a Kelly yeah. move. All right, let's get into it. Hmm, where do you even start? We start from that that meme. Oh, not meme, that tweet. So, Lawrence, who is the character, uh, one of the main characters. Yeah. Um, real name is, uh, what's his real J. name? Jay Ellis. J. Ellis Ross. <laughs> Ross, ah ah, that's what Tracy Ellis <laughs> was. She had got herself I am so sorry. I am so sorry. That's how white people be. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, of course, Ellis Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the brother to Tracy Ellis Ross? And it's like, no, no, absolute no relation. Skin tone, Not. very different too. Very, absolutely different. Yeah, and they might force it to be someone else. Anyway, Jay Ellis was. I can't find it, but he tweeted this thing where he was at the airport. <laughs> Minding his own business. And this lady just slapped the shit out of him because he was mad about what Lawrence did. Lawrence being the character. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine where Condola is at. <laughs> and uh, she might be next. She really might be next. She should be. I mean, Condoleezza. Okay. Ah! <laughs> she washes her whole hand in Condoleezza. This babe just said <laughs> with no remorse on her face. <laughs> she should be. She ruined the show for okay for me personally because I was like yes she came in okay not even okay she came in at the right time like Issa was figuring out her stuff that's nice that's good it's okay Lawrence is like trying to move on that's okay mm-hmm. but the pregnancy sis like huh okay first of all who made her pregnant of course it's Lawrence oh here's why here's why she was a bit it was a bit funny um and why maybe. I guess Miriam would like for Condola to be slapped <laughs> is Condola, not um what's her name? Christina Elmo. Not Christina Elmo, Condola. Yeah. Condola. Yes, Condola. Condola. Of course not Christina. Condola. Uh is Condola never wanted kids in her yes. previous marriage. Right? And this is why her and her ex husband actually got divorced. Yeah. Then now she gets pregnant and she's like, hmm, I'ma keep it. Guess what? But she's like, listen, bro, you don't have to be involved. Like, I got this. I can do everything by myself. But Lawrence, being Lawrence, is not going to let this kid grow up without a dad. Present. Yeah, yeah. Though, as we saw, <laughs> as the series continued, that uh, he was very little involved in the beginning when she was pregnant. But, who, okay, okay, I wanted to know 
was it because of condolas because i remember um something that was mentioned like in season five or something was that she didn't want to keep contact with him it was only through kiki palmer's character um, condola's sister and condola's sister was like <laughs> she was so mean but i was wondering like was that a choice because it seemed like okay or was it Lawrence's like hesitation at first I think it was hesitation because what came out was like we would see his life in like when he goes back to work in a different yeah. he was in a different city first yeah. of all at this point he hadn't picked the job remember oh, in a yeah. different city yeah. when he found out because he had a decision to make about that a decision to make about Isa well he was not mm-hmm. he was not really making a decision about Isa he just had to tell her that So <laughs> your girl's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um and then what we see is like he'd fly back but then he'd always make it like you're making me fly back. Yeah. Like it was always on Christi- like on Condola like it's you who's making me do this back and forth. Yeah. I'm I'm the one who's coming from far. I don't get to spend time with this baby. But then we're seeing your life. <laughs> you're going out for parties. Mm-hmm. You're having regular sex with <coughs> random babes. <laughs> Because um, when they did that whole comparison, <laughs> exactly. thing, I was like, I was so embarrassed for Lawrence. I was, I like, was just Ooh, like, and no. your baby mama is here, like killing herself. And that's why the sister, who was played by Kiki Palmer, okay, yeah. was as mad as she was. I mean, they literally did not know what he was doing, which would have been way worse for Lawrence. But I think it's also a reality for like, like this is real life for people. Like Sawa, you didn't plan to get pregnant. You get pregnant. Obviously, when you're pregnant, who's carrying the baby? Okay. The babes. Yeah. So, okay, fine. And the man gets to just live his yeah, life. Yeah, just continue with life like Lawrence even maybe you're not even together anymore, which yeah. is a situation like in in case case in point. But you're like yeah, I'll support the person. So you can send all the money that you want, but the emotional um the emotional element of raising a child, mm. but even the physical, which we saw where the baby is crying and you got to wake up yeah. like there's so much work that goes into play that i think we've had these stories before where mm. someone is just like suna taka pesa here's the money or oh so you just want the baby to go to where okay here it is yeah so and then you somehow still are saying you have a relationship with this baby because you're sending money and it's like do you though do you cuz there was that argument that came about recently like in Kenya about men getting paternity leaves Yeah. Um and like I I remember watching a clip where they were asking people on the street like about it. Um and I thought that's a good idea because they should they, they should also spend time with the baby. Yeah. But there's people who are like yeah it's good but not cuz I care about the baby cuz I get leave and oh it's paid leave. Yeah. So it's just like that's 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 a reality that a lot of people live in. And obviously most guys would be like yeah of course I'll do x x y z until it's time to to do x y z. But I think they they're ready to do x y z when it's financial when there's like a kind of a distance between them and kids because you see even in households where um like a married <laughs> couple or something mm-hmm. I remember like when I was working at this uh, office sometime this guy was like uh you know he he runs his house differently at he, uh, his wife can't if they in, in an event his wife can't come and give him the baby at because she wants to go and take pictures with her friends he'll be like what's your work and i'm like what's your work i didn't show this kid's dad i mean he was so crazy and you know what was even worse was that the men in the office were agreeing with him 
And I was like, I cannot be marrying into this generation. What the hell? Like, it's just, ugh. You're so insecure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine just carrying what? a child. Oh, this is time he was even like, um, if he's... If, if the wife has been like cleaning the house the whole day and she needs to go and do shopping for the house at he, she'll be he'll be he'll just give her one hour to go and do the shopping like he can't stay with the kids for more than an hour even this phrase that people use like when babes go somewhere with their friends and then they're like no 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 I have to go I have to go home early so that I can relieve him of the like whose baby is this Kazi. Like I'm just like what? What is this Allah? conversation? Okay. You this know? Is, yeah, this is what? so I'm like okay. even in the condola like uh Lawrence thingy, like I understand my thing with Lawrence is and maybe I'm just telling him like a bit, is that towards the end, you know, he's like, Okay, I want I want to spend time with this kid. He gets a house, you know, he gets like a whole baby's room. I don't know if most men would do that. There's no men, there's no money in the studio, so I don't know. And like ha- like catering, having a physical space for a child. Because you can send money, who cares? You can literally send money and they can move on with life, yeah. right? But why is that why should that be enough? Yeah, he did try, actually, which is what you're saying. Mm. Like he, he actually made an effort for this baby because also keep in mind that this baby is not even a year old he was just a couple of months Months. and he's flying to like a different city which is what ended up happening and the mom was like i'm not comfortable yeah with this baby and i get it she had the interest of the baby but she couldn't deny the fact that lawrence was trying okay yeah and i think he realized this is not gonna work Mm. so that's why he moved back that explosive like oh that that episode was so intense yeah oh that fight was but also the the, the fact that we've known Lawrence for so long is what makes us be like (sighs) he's such a he's a nice guy so you're you're rooting for Lawrence but at the same time it's like let's think about this situation without thinking about everything else about Lawrence okay because Lawrence is a guy who started off as a bum and then we realized he was not being a bum he was actually depressed wow let me tell you and that was an interesting revelation because I like honestly I didn't even remember how Lawrence used to look like the first few episodes before Best Buy. I was like, who is this? <laughs> Literally. You know, I used to wonder, like, they, he had to get into character to play, like, Lawrence, uh, to play to play Lawrence. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Jay Ellis looks like the end version of whatever Lawrence is like. But, yeah. in terms of, like, that's how he just looks in real life. Like, but then the Lawrence at the ooh, beginning, but I also, season one, everyone was a bit chapped. You like, know, even Issa. <laughs> if you compare season one Issa and season five Issa. Exactly. It's like the glow up. You see you see the glow up. But the, and that's the one thing I really <laughs> like about Insecure. It's very realistic. Mm. Because also these people, even on a mental capacity, again using Lawrence, like that's someone that you know. Mm. And, and the fact that we realize he was depressed is like, shit, how many people have I thought about as just... You're just always bumming. Yeah. You know, like, I see you leave the house. Or I see you do... You just make assumptions. And this person may not even know that that, that they're depressed. Which Lawrence did not know. Yeah. But he was always like, no, I have this idea. I have this company, this app I want to make. And it's like, your idea is brilliant, but you're literally doing nothing about it. You're just at home, yeah. So it's like, okay, did anyone... No one thought he was depressed. It was not their job necessarily but the fact that them no, like none of us our minds went maybe none of us the ones who thought he was not depressed mm-hmm. um 
thought like hey maybe this guy is actually struggling with something you know yeah because even of course isa would have been, was frustrated for five years they'd been together for five for years. five years and he had been a bum for five years oh my god and then when they break up like this the glow up glow up reparations please i put up with your ass and that's literally <laughs> the feeling that isa had she's like i had to put up with this guy yeah who did nothing yeah i was doing everything if i didn't do shit with both be in the gutters but i love this guy so i was here and then now this babes just comes and shoop what is her name tasha <laughs> <laughs> tasha was working Tashizos. hard she was a hard worker mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but um do you think the fact that isa put up with lawrence for that long should have warranted like at least forgiveness on her part when she cheated on lawrence no that has nothing to do with with it's like uh, why this baby so you just break up with me, me then you go and hook up with other guy then So okay put yourself in in Lawrence's shoes. Mm. So say you your man's has gone and cheated. Okay, no thanks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's just my opinion. And I get it of course like what drove Isa to but Isa knew what she was doing. That's the thing when she hung out with Daniel and Molly told her. Yeah. Is it like and she didn't know what she was at doing? the end she was like please was she, I don't even remember this correctly but I don't think at the end she was like also too sad about the breakup was she? No, I think it was more of a shock. But she was also like I'm done. I'm also done mm. putting up with you, but I feel bad for what I did. For, okay, she yeah. did feel bad for how she, how it how how it ended because it was her fault. Yeah. But also she was like you've put me through enough because the whole of season 1 was her complaining. Where about <laughs> her situation. Also she worked up we got your man. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> and they didn't get her. They got everyone else <laughs> but her. Cuz she was a token. She was like literally a token in the past she was. season. Yeah. I remember her coworkers coming to ask her if like things like you know wo- what like woke is and oh god, I would hate working there. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine working there and then going home to that situation. Yeah, put your hand up if you've been a token. We Bro. can't see you but you know, you can put it up whatever you are <laughs> yeah i told me i would have gone to the club and sang broken pussy broken. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, if you're my best friend <laughs> actually how would you feel if your best friend is like you're here telling her at the hey, yo this is my reality this is what it looks like when <laughs> you go to the club and she's there like broken, broken pussy, pussy. <laughs> But it was such a a jam. It really which was the worst thing about it because it was such a bop. And everyone was like, "Eh, eh." Cuz the kids hey, got the video, right? Oh, I remember the kids in school got the video and stuff and it was just uh But Issa was just cool. I think maybe we should have seen the potential in her from season 1 because honestly at the end of the season I was like, "Where is this girl going?" And that's <laughs> where a lot of a lot of um I I can relate so much with Issa as a creative. Um, and I'm saying me, I'm not saying all the creatives are like this. Mm. Where it's like, Issa throughout the entire season, let's uh, as opposed to like season one or whatever, where it's like, your brain is full of all these great things. Yeah. But it's not easy to do all of them, obviously, because who are you? Super Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> also prioritizing what to do, which is yeah. what Issa was struggling with. She's like, shit. Okay. I want to make we got your like work for every black student that we have and students of color because I'm the only person who can make a difference here because this way people don't care and also they don't know what they're doing and they, for them it's a pat on the back like oh good job 
yeah, you know, community work done. Good, yeah. good job. And and for her, it's like this is messed up. And so she's the only person who can fix it, but she's not in a position of power to fix it. So which would end up looking like you're working with people in you know different spaces. It's at the end of the day, you're not in the position to make whatever it is you want to make 100%, you have to depend on someone. So sometimes you have to bend over backwards for someone else. Oh and God. then you get this brilliant idea. Eventually, you get someone to work with and make this a thing. But your friends are here like, oh, but you're always the... Oh, we don't take you seriously because... Let's talk about there's, that. There's no track record <laughs> of you to, to show me that, oh... You really want to do this. But mm. it's like, have you thought that maybe because all of you are in corporate, mm-hmm. the structures are not the same like for the creative industries. It's not. And it looks something like, oh, I won an award for blah, blah. And it's like, oh, is that a big deal? <laughs> yeah, babes. Yeah, it's a big deal. Stirring up emotions. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is a funny one. But I know someone who was was featured on Pitchfork. She's a musician, a friend of mine. Mm. And then we were just joking about it. We were like, people are just here like, oh, so is this great? Or like, and it's like, it's Pitchfork. <laughs> like, what? It's like the BBC of whatever. Also, she was in BBC. But like, my point is, any they, they end up, they, they demean your uh, achievement. Because, Honestly, they might not know if it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a tone. It really is a tone. It is. Yeah. Oh, Kwanza, yeah. I remember how when she started talking, when Issa started talking about the block party and stuff. I mean, I was even even Kelly, even Kelly wasn't taking her like seriously and stuff, and I really felt bad. Remember when she had that small mixer? Yes. And like they were outside, they were like, "Oh, let's just do this," and you know, let's just support. We're just her here to support for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, support me, but also like, do you believe in me? <laughs> There's no do point you? of you of you. You're not supporting me if you don't believe. Girl. It's true. You're showing up, and it's good to show up. Fine. Mm. You might show up and be surprised, which is literally what happened. They yeah. showed up and they're like, "Oh, oh wow! Oh, you did all this, you yeah. know? We did." And I think uh, Kelly actually was like, "I didn't expect." Yeah. Oh no, that was an actual block party where yeah. she was like, "Dead ass." <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to pull this off. Oh. Also, Kelly. Kelly was the jokester. She's that character who's like. The funny one, the one who will do anything, <laughs> like she's always high. Anything goes. Like, and this babe is like deep corporate mathematics. Where? She's like she's a financial advisor. She right? was, yeah. And we found that out in what season three. <laughs> when Issa needed <laughs> financial <laughs> advice. And, well, and she was like, Oh, your credit score is shit, but you can do XYZ. And it's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you're smart. You have a job, first of all. She said talking about her job, but we didn't know what her job was. Yeah. And given Kelly's character, it could have been anything. But you see, even the fact that um, Kelly is the jokester of the group, blah, 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 like she's like a clown, right? Yes. But people take her even more seriously than, than, than Issa. Because she's a creative. I don't know. I really felt bad for her that season because I, I was like, you just keep shopping around asking for people to believe in you and those closest to you, like, don't they give don't even a tr- Like, how is anyone going to believe in me in any way? Yeah. It's really hard. And actually, you know, it sounds ridiculous because you're like, oh, trust in yourself. It's really hard to to even believe yourself mm. when no one is seemingly seeing the value of what you're doing. Yeah. And it makes sense for them to also be questionable because they're waiting for tangible results. Also, the corporate ladder literally exists. You're like, oh, you move from here to here to here There's to here. There's a promotion. So in, the, in this other industry, <laughs> it's just like, bro, 
you might really like make it in a day yeah in 50 years in a like there's no there's no benchmark like before insecure did you know who isare is some did because she was making um awkward black, awkward girl. black girl yeah but then uh, there's a point where someone is finding out who isare is like this year imagine you know like and insecure is centered around like similar journey similar journeys of some of the actors in there mm-hmm. of course they have a writers room but I was just reading about it because I know Yvonne's story mm-hmm. as well who plays Molly mm-hmm. um what her story was like in the creative industries and sometimes I'm like oh not Mo- Molly's character but, but more Issa more oh. Issa like the things that Yvonne went through that you can see Issa is also going oh. through on insecure like okay I see I see Wagwan mm-hmm. um And you know your time is your time or whatever. And these days with social media like <laughs> that's a story for another day. Yeah. But um the fact that yeah no one they like can saying Kelly was still like the funny one but there was still room to take her seriously because she had a job. She was employed actually is what we should say. Yeah. She was employed. Cuz also that's another thing with like oh so do you need a job or if you're not if you're self employed it's like you don't have a job. It's like yeah. Because when she was doing a plus lift, I think it was just. <laughs> and you see, if anything, she's being smart. It's like, bro, I don't have money. I have a car. Mm. I could make extra money for doing Uber. Trying to make it relatable. It was lift though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lift. I realize lift is a really popular thing in the states. In the states, yeah. Yeah. So and she's doing this lift thing, and it made sense because she's making more money. Yeah. Um. She doesn't have to, to pay afford her li- her, her, nini, her life. Yeah, she yeah. have to pay rent because she's a super in her building. Yeah. That's also smart. I mean, it's not anyone's dream job. I But I mean, she's just trying to make ends meet. She's making well. ends meet and while well, she's working on her actual dream. So she's yeah. being categorical as well. It's like how do I also save money? Also she was kicked out of the house because she cheated on Lawrence. So. Yeah. Oh, and then she had to live with Daniel and that was just uh. The guy that she cheated with was Daniel. I mean, honestly, if you're still listening at this point and you've not watched Insecure, then I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Interestingly, listen. why didn't she stay with Molly or Kelly or Tiffany? Broken pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I would expect her to actually stay with... Why That's would you stay point. with Daniel? That is a good point. Issa, if you're listening, please. Tell us. <laughs> but I think it's because she was not... Here's the thing, she cheated. She was she's she's upset. She told him that, "Yo, this is not cool." Lawrence obviously that didn't work out. They yeah. broke up. But then even when she was still at Daniel, she felt jealous because she still I don't know now if they were really easy if they were feelings or she just felt some type of way. Mm. Um but there was a there was something also there between her and Daniel. Which is why she felt some type of way when some other babes came and she was sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Which eventually led her to getting her own apartment. But she should have stayed with her friends. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I never thought about that. It was just like, what would you have done if you were Isa? Okay, at that time, she's uh, the Molly thing was. Mm-hmm. I probably would have asked Kelly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have stayed with Daniel. Though in the whole series we don't know what Kelly's living situation is like. Literally. We don't know if she's in a one bedroom till now. A, we've never seen anything <laughs> about her house. We don't we di- I mean we did know now. she has, she she was a financial advisor till season three. But okay, you'd have asked her, why not Molly and she's your best friend? Because she already thought that the Daniel thing was bad. Okay. And I don't Though know. Though to be fair, at this point Kelly and and um 
Tiffany had not found out about Daniel. They did eventually, but not at the point of her leaving with Daniel. Okay. Yeah. So I think she, it was also shame. Because remember, okay. all of them were friends. Like Lawrence was homies with Tiffany's boyfriend. Boy, like husband, they were seeing yeah. each other. Oh, husband. They were all seeing each other. So yeah. they were all friends. And they've been dating for five years. Ugh. They all went to uni together, which is how they all met and became friends. Okay, you know what? It does make sense. <laughs> like <laughs> staying with Daniel because you're like, yo, I did cheat with you. Because also, how did Lawrence find out? She told him. She told him, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because then I'm thinking Tiffany would have told Derek and Derek would have been but like... But was that like a post or something on her phone? I remember her coming home late at night. Like the whole him finding out thing was at night. But there's something something that like made him su- suspect her. I can't remember. It was five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, literally. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this like the gossip girl of this age? Oh, shit. What do you mean? You know, sometimes I wonder because like the gossip girl was like... no. Insecure. No, no. Like, remember how Gossip Girl was like so intense those days, and I was like, why do people like the series so much? Blah blah blah. But then now the insecure wave came and like picked everyone up, and I'm like, hmm, is this the Gossip Girl of this age? But your Gossip Girl was like, I think there was a period in time when you were younger, where high school. Oh yeah, it is high school. Yeah, yeah Gossip Girl was pure high school, like Mean Girls. You remember? Okay. Like yeah. it was mostly like, and then it was Upper East Side, so all these rich kids uh-uh. versus poor kids. <laughs> Insecure is like twenty something. Mm. How could mm. we be twenty something? <laughs> All alone. Yo, yo, yo. Not a damn thing Not in a my name. Damn thing. What's but up, East? Like mm-hmm. on the flip side, the way Molly is. Uh, so Issa uh-huh. had like a very stable like relationship with this five. Although it was like mm-hmm. it wasn't a one. Yes. But Molly has the most stable job. Mm-hmm. This girl's apartment. Imagine I couldn't even. I was just like, hey, are you best friends? <laughs> like sum skumia. But well, Nataka, your pity. Not as. It's not like you're struggling. You're able to finance your life. I wouldn't it's want true. you to just give me money. I get it. Like, the gap was significant. It was. Like, it ac- even me, the first time I watched it, I was like, ah. Because the way Molly dressed. Also, Tiffany, like, all, all your friends. Okay, but Tiffany is like, Dubois. Father away. <laughs> hey, Tiffany was in another planet. I don't know where <laughs> Tiffany came from. But, like, the whole Molly thing. And it's so interesting to see how at the end of the season, like season five, they're almost the same. That like the same level mm-hmm. to Seme because hey, the glow up, even Issa had like the biggest glow up in Insecure yeah. history. But that the, you see is what we're talking about. The difference even in like their lifestyle is because of the jobs and the careers that they're in. That they have, yeah. Molly's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. A good one at that. So her career has is so different it's you know the security she has a job like it's more structured in comparison to like isa who's a creative yeah a creative who's unemployed i mean she's an employee that we got you but it's not a lot of money mm. in comparison to the lawyer so obviously the lifestyle that they're going to live is incredibly different also isa didn't have savings which is what we found out when kelly was like okay girl <laughs> So I'm not saying integrative versus corporate, it means like you never be at the same level. We're just in reference to like this to Isa and and Molly. Yeah. That was the biggest difference. So you see you even if she had savings Kidogo, which is why her credit score was shit. Yeah. And Kelly was like, girl. <laughs> and it, I think it was at that point that Kelly was even like, I need to figure out how to help you. Yeah. So maybe it was also a thing for 
they just never spoke about it. Everyone was just comfortable with that situation. Mm. So then, even if I wanted to help you, I wouldn't know how to help you. But if you look about it in like life today, even how many corporate friends do you have? Okay, Loki, you are also in corporate. <laughs> I have to refuse. But actually most of my friends are most of my friends are corporate. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, actually I think 90 Isa? <laughs> I am Isa. Oh my god. Yeah, I am. There you go. Oh, and there you have it. We have come full circle. And it's funny because we would never um of course I, I am an unemployed creative trying to explain to people now <laughs> exactly what I want to do and stuff like that right yes and it's interesting because yeah the the conversation of finances doesn't really come up until it's time to do something oh it's my birthday let's go to Mombasa <laughs> I know you've been having a job for this <laughs> <laughs> past year yes but well some of us you know and I understand how then maybe they wouldn't know about that situation because they, be they, they you also can't expect them to know I yeah. mean there's the assumption that if you know I'm not but I don't know if you have savings. Like, True. you see, I'm not a full-time employee. I'm a part-time employee, but I have, like, side hustles. Mm. So maybe my side hustle... I'm just... if I'm yeah. Also, if I appear to be fine and every, I've never said, like, hey, I'm struggling, yeah. how are they supposed to be, like, oof? True. Because maybe I'm also fine. Also, to be honest, me, I've refused this thing for struggling creatives because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a struggling artist to do a hunger. Yeah. No, you're able to get out of that situation. And I do understand because I am one that it's not easy. One day you sell a painting worth so much money and then you go, yeah, and you haven't sold anything. anything yeah. And that's, that's a reality. Or you get a gig here today and then you don't get one. So you also have to figure out how to be smart about the things that you do. How do you diversify and blah, blah, blah. You need to figure all that stuff for yourself. Okay, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Take the advice. Run. <laughs> run with it even. Keep chugging that shit. <laughs> keep chugging that shit. Um, but yeah, I think also there was discomfort because there was no point where we thought Isa was struggling until like season three where she's now living alone and she's looking for... And even when she found the house and decided to be a super, she had decided to move out. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, ooh, this just makes sense for me to be a super and I save money. Because mm. also Kelly was like, honey, you got no savings. So, her doing lift is her diversifying her portfolio. Mm-hmm. Is her giving herself a job as she's chasing her dreams? Because also, if you're chasing your dreams forever, yeah, you can't do the same thing and expect different results. And I'm not saying don't chase a dream. Figure out a different way of doing it. Which is what um, our dear friend Nathan, <laughs> when he showed up, he was like, "Yo, you can actually do this." Because none of her friends believed in her. And then this month, who's a baba? It's like no. You can do this shit. And she's like, yeah. I actually, actually can. I can. <laughs> yeah. Because no one around her had given her the belief that she, she just needed that one person who's not her to push her. Yeah. And she got Nathan. And look, look what happened. Block party. And to, the rest is history. And the rest is history. Mm-mm-mm. Actually, even if people talk shit about Nathan and whatever, I think his role in the series then was for that time. Like it was perfect for whatever time. He yeah. was there for. And I think for both of them as well. Because our man's Nathan just disappeared. And it's like, okay, was I supposed to guess <laughs> that you are struggling? How was I going to know? Same yeah. thing. How was, how was Issa supposed to know? And I get it. Like, you don't meet someone, hook up with them, like them, have a crush on them or whatever, and you're like, oof, I have bipolar. Okay, yeah. Okay. They had gone out how many times? They did the Coachella thing. 
Yes. Kwanza they met in the lift, right? In the lift. Lift his lift bay. Oh, lift. Yeah. Oh, is <laughs> <except> for lift? <laughs> oh, like the car. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Through lift. They spent like this. You remember this whole day they spent together walking in LA. They started shit. dating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, okay, I don't know. I thought, okay, I'm not sure at what point you should bring it up in a conversation. But like, what would you have done if you were Issa? Someone just disappears and then reappears. I had I felt the same way actually. Where I'm like, oh, so now you're ba- like, you didn't tell me anything. You're causing me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how she had to like look through photos it's a photo of his mom and she's yeah. like oh who's this babes like you don't have to tell me you have bipolar you can just be like yo i'm going through it right now mm-hmm. period i've gone home text me and just be like <laughs> i just realized there's a situation <laughs> i went through but with a friend who just disappeared and i was finding out through someone else that he had, he had gone out of the country and i was like what it's okay yesterday i'm like what and I'd spoken to him like two days before that. I'm only say- saying this story obviously anonymously because I know he won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you addressing this person? Like, no, 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 no. We already spoke about it. And I remember calling them and I was like, why would you just deep? Like, I spoke with you two days before you left. Yeah. And everything was seemingly okay. And then I just bumped into your roommate, your housemate, and was like, oh. But they left. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, you could have just, you didn't have to tell me your reasons for leaving. Yeah. Of which I knew most of them anyway. But you could have just been like, yo, I've left. Because he, because mm, they tried to. Um, because <laughs> 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 they also tried to deny it the first time. Wait, you asked? No, after I found out, I was like, yo, I heard you at ABC. And they were like, no. And they were like, no. And I was like. But why? So you're trying to lie as if... How long w- are you planning... You know, I was also like, why would you lie about that? And I think I did ask that. I was like, um... Or I think he... I can't remember. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> why? Exactly, why? Which is exactly what Nathan did. And when he when he comes back, Nathan, he's like, Yo, you know, obviously it's a senti- sensitive issue. And what yeah. they're trying to show also is like, men don't really open up about... Um, whatever it is that they're going through easily like yeah. it's harder for them to open up um and also it was a, a mental health issue you don't know how anyone is going to react and yeah. it was also fairly new to him i think at the point of him telling is like oh, it's he something he was yeah he just been diagnosed so he was still learning how to deal with it so yeah. I, I get that but in that situation just be like yeah i'm i'm having a rough time catch you later so then i know the only reason you're not around is because you're going through something mm-hmm. sour. So you come back, if you're comfortable, then we can talk about what is this something that you're going through. So I'm not here like, why did I do something? Did they just disappear and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Questioning your entire life. That's very interesting because I even remember how, um, in terms of like how people react when you have like a mental health issue when Nathan's cousin in season five and the wife thing and like them not wanting him to come back, even that the cutting off contact for however long it was. It was actually so I actually felt bad for him because in the end like he discovered it was the cousin who yeah. didn't want him home because of his like manic when he had like manic episodes and stuff like that. And I was just like, damn, maybe that's why Nathan didn't open up as much. 
and then actually it, stick it did come back full circle because that happened before um he had met Isa. But we only oh, realized yes. that in season five. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, I see why he actually just you know, was yes. like, let me dip. <laughs> hey. Let me just dip. Also at that point to be to be fair, you don't even know if this thing with Isa is going to work out. True. So I there's mean, still Lawrence lingering there in the background. <laughs> No, he was he was still he was lingering like Lacking. in the in the oh, when they're still together. There was you know they had conversations about it. Yeah. Um, Lawrence has always it's like he's just always been there apart from like season four. I think maybe towards the end in season four is when he came back, right? Yeah, but they end up together in season five. Koja, watch spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiled, brother. <laughs> Honestly, okay. at this point, the internet has spoiled it for you if you've not watched. But it took them four years to sit down and talk about the situation and how they actually feel about it. It was two years because the first series they're together. Season okay, yeah. Oh yeah, so season two. To and talk, three, yeah, right? and that was when they was they were now trying to get back together. Who Lawrence and Issa? Yeah, when they went for dinner. Honestly, to me, actually, I didn't see that coming. What What didn't you see? The conversation? No, them getting back together at the end. Yes. Because I was like, mm, I feel like this story is already spent. You've, you've, you, okay, you were together with some guy for like five years, right? Blah, blah, blah. Monana in your worst. Hey, Kwanza, hey, it was rough. Season one was rough, right? So I'm just like, I really thought that season was over. The Issa, Issa Molly season, not Issa Molly, Lawrence. Issa Lawrence season. And I was so ready for her to move with Nathan. But then in season five, ugh, there was this episode, the episode that telling each other that they love each other. I was like, mm-mm, you don't. The party, the Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> the after party, but they yeah. didn't. <laughs> when Issa told Nathan, I love you, right? It was just so... I and then when Nathan said it back on phone, I was like, God, you're so <laughs> disgusted. You're like, oh, save me. It felt like labor. Like, <laughs> oh my God, she's really psyched herself up to say this. Even Nathan. It felt like you labor, lol. I think in season five is when I saw, even if Issa was not going to end up with Lawrence, which I wasn't sure about, I was like, she's definitely not going to end up with Nathan. Nathan. Because there were small things in that relationship that you are now seeing that are issues. And it's like, you guys never fix these issues. They just stay creeping up on you. Which you like put what? a band-aid. So, like, those things about even, like, communication and, like, what you say. That time they lost Molly's dog. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Our whole episode. Flavor flavor. Oh, oh God. And you know, th- they spent the time walking around together and they're talking about all this stuff. Um, and that's when even when they were about to move in together, which is when yeah. everything kind of fell apart oh as well. Oh my god. Um I was, it was so scared more like, they would. Are we moving in together because we want to, or we feel like this is it? Because I think Nathan and Issa's relationship had always been like we keep trying this thing, but we never get into the actual relationship. Yeah. With Linga. So let's just get into it already, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if they were ready to actually be in the relationship or they were doing it because our history is just, you know, here and there. Oh, I feel jealous when I see another babes with you. So, who is not even with oh you? Yeah, the, with one and the, <laughs> <laughs> the one she used to work with at the barbershop. Oh my God. What yeah. An interesting episode. 
good actually. So the relationship was like very interesting. I mean, I I was curious to see how it would pan out, but I understand how. And Issa was always thinking about Lawrence. That's how you know it was just never good. And I think she was doing all these things to stop herself from to move quote unquote move on from Lawrence. Mm. Like if I'm with Nathan, then I don't have to think about Lawrence. So even the party where they were all together and Lawrence and Nathan had this whole barbecue you oh know God. hidden yeah. meaning situation oh. going on like she almost didn't invite nathan because she was like lawrence was gonna going be, to be there. there yeah like lawrence is priority over nathan it was more like i don't want it to be awkward and i get that but it's like if this is your man's and you're okay with that then it shouldn't be a problem because condola was there and she even know if condola was coming but it was just one of those things for you're insecure about this relationship so there's something if these niggas want to fight they'll fight which they did not physically but <laughs> oh they did eventually physically they did, uh, yeah and but it was not about that you're trying to protect lawrence and not nathan yeah yeah damn oh that God. was profound daisy the person who's single <laughs> take my advice at your own risk Single people only give the best advice. And That's I what you think. Also, you know what's funny? <laughs> About a year ago, we did Valentine's is coming. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> and we we were single here yeah, telling people about Valentine's. Hey, please, we still have a few days. You never know what's <laughs> going to. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll keep you updated. I, I doubt much is going to change, but we'll keep you updated. <laughs> Speaking on relationships, let's talk about Molly. Mm. Molly is the most hectic person in relationships I think I've ever watched. She's a problematic person in Imagine. every relationship. And somehow she doesn't see herself as a problem. That's a gag. Yeah. Hey, Molly. But you see, okay, I don't know. Was it because she wanted to live like to a certain standard or something? Because what was wrong with each of the people that she dated? <laughs> really? I think she looked for the problem. Everyone has a problem. Yeah. But she just... Historian have a problem. <laughs> Okay, and they hated each <laughs> other like, in the beginning. Mm, yeah, of course, they hated each other. But I don't know. They do seem compatible because I, I don't know. I feel like they're the same people. <laughs> what is the difference between Molly and Torian? <laughs> I don't know. Let me think about that for a bit. I honestly don't see it. But my favorite Torian Molly interaction was the. The living party, uh, for Tiffany and Derek, yeah, and they were high as hell. And they met Drew, Drew, she met Drew, she met Drew, yes, Drew, because she was high, she was just like, Yeah, I stick with this guy, and you know, he was in an open relationship. And she was like, Okay, (laughs) I was like, Okay, that's your past, don't care. Like, okay, can you imagine having this conversation with somebody? Yeah, this draw. I used to sleep with him, and he was an open relationship with his wife. Blah blah blah. But now they're whatever. Even Joe was like Molly. Yeah. The fuck. TMI, bro. Yeah. TMI. Would you do that when you're sober? (laughs) Would Would she? No. Would you? Would me? Would would me? (laughs) (laughs) Would I? Even drunk, I wouldn't. I don't think I would. You'd be like, oh my god, this is someone I used to know. Great. Hey, someone needs to know. Am I going? Like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'd do, honestly. It's but let's talk about Molly's people. Now that you mentioned Drew, that was an 
weird. So we we realized that this was not an open relationship. No, it was. It was was it because at the end she was like, "Does your wife know you're here?" There was that one time that she asked him and he hesitated, which is how they ended their thing. Oh, because okay, let I think she was an open relationship, but Drew wasn't as transparent. Ah, okay, okay. okay. Because remember the time they met at someone's party? Was it Tiffany's oh, baby shower or yes, something? Oh yes, and she was. And she knew. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I was like, girl, mm, you're away. right. Run away. <laughs> and now that also begs the question: not these open relationships, not that I have any experience, but clearly Drew was catching feelings for Molly. Yeah. So what happens to your pregnant wife because she was pregnant? Oh yeah, she she was pregnant. She was pregnant. She, he also didn't tell Molly that the wife was pregnant. Oh my god. That she found out at the baby shower. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, me, I don't know. What are open relationships? Tell us cuz we don't know. <laughs> or you can come here and tell everyone. And I think it's very Oh my god, it's so complicated. Because how do you just do this with her? Oh, yeah. You expect it just to be casual. Like I understand how Molly and Drew would catch feelings for each other. Mm. And then now what do you do with that information? But also, okay, at least Molly ended it. And this was now her maturity in play. Where you were seeing she's taking more control of I mean she's ended all her relationships for stupid reasons. Literally. But this one was this one was like, okay, this is not serving me, it's not working for me, and we don't need to be friends. Yeah. And I did appreciate the fact that also we don't need to be friends. I don't know. You when you date someone and it's like we broke up fine, but we it's okay. Like if I see you, I'm not gonna I'll say hi. But don't let let's not do the whole thing how you doing. Keep uh, in touch. I'm just acknowledging your presence. Like <laughs> and that's enough. Like we don't have to catch up and be like homies. That's how Issa ended up with Nathan again. Okay, yeah. And they no, were everyone else actually every every <laughs> Everyone, apart from Molly and Drew. Actually, <laughs> apart from Molly, when Molly cuts you off, that's it. That's, that's done. it. It's a wrap, bro. Until we catch you next time. Oh my God, yeah. That's so true. that's also. I'm not saying actually that's the only way to do it. You can be friends with your ex if you want. Um, I ain't tryna be your ex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Molly's other relationships, like she'd look for, she'd look for things that, um. She did have standards actually because you mentioned that before. Mm. And if you look at Torian, he actually fit into whatever <laughs> Molly was tra- whoever she's trying to get. Yeah. And I guess when people say don't drop your standards you'll find the one. They go Molly. But as you see, it's not as easy as you may think. It's true. Because I mean Torian finally makes partner in the farm. He's competitive. He's Even at the blah, point of blah, them blah, meeting, blah. he was a successful he black was, man. Yeah. Um, what else was on her list? And I just remember that one was always there because everyone else that she had been with was not really like quote unquote the standard of success. Mm. Especially amongst black people. <laughs> like, you know, he was this corporate dude. In terms of, of, of money, she was not out earning him. Because that was also a problem. With the with mechanic the, With the mechanic guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she always felt some type of way. And yeah. that's okay if that's, those are your standards. Because yeah. Andrew was the only person who was close enough to to her. In terms of like... Yeah, in terms of what? Uh, in terms of like career-wise. Career-wise and, and even... Because she never... Also, she always wanted to date a black guy. So he was the first guy that she dated that was not black. Mm. But even when he was ending things... And she was he hesitant. ended it, She right? was hesitant to date him, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. She refused and, and the girls like, were like, no, no, try, try. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh my god. Uh, but I think also because he was like quite, he was more creative than corporate. I don't think Molia would have ever ended up with a creative. Hmm. I don't think so. Because even her, actually, and this is important, Andrew was very important in this timeline because this was the time when Isa was doing um, We the Got You. Sorry, mm. ah, no, we got you. The block party. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about it. <laughs> um so your best friend. This time they were having problems. Mm. Low key. Like they were not and the problem started with Andrew was a big music exec, working with other big artists. Uh Isa is putting up uh, an event, she needs a headliner, the headliner pulls out. Yeah. So she looks to her circle, she's like, boom. Andrew can get me a headliner. He'll solve my problems. Talks to Molly about it. What did Molly say? She said she doesn't want to mix. Yes. She doesn't want to mix that part of her life. Yeah. And oh Isa God. was like, <laughs> oh, okay. But Isa and Nathan and Andrew are actually friends, which mm. is how they all kind of met. And Nathan goes and tells Andrew, who in turn helps Isa. So Issa didn't go to Andrew direct. In fact, she had no intent. She did want to go to Andrew. Molly said no. Yeah. But Nathan was like, ah, I got you. Which I think Issa respected, right? Yeah. Like she respected that. She I mean, she felt she some type done. of way. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. <laughs> but Andrew, but Nathan went to Andrew and obviously Andrew helped out. So who was a, what, what do you think of that situation actually? The whole Molly, Issa and... Because someone I spoke to someone and they're like, no, Issa was on the wrong. Molly is definitely right. Why? Okay. I want to know who this is. No, one. you you How? say okay, don't attack them. Okay, no. <laughs> She's ready to fight. Uh, yeah, because for me, me, I'm just like Molly's on the wrong. I mean, this is your friend mm-hmm. who who needs help. Starting, she's starting like a whole different venture in her life. She doesn't know what she needs to do. And then her main person pulls out. Of course, like whatever is happening between us, put it aside. Do you need help? Okay, Ita Andrew, get the artist. And that's done. Like, I've supported you. I, I really did not understand why Molly was like... No. On, and even the fact that... um. She found out at the block party, right? Yeah. Remember how impressed she was like, wow, wow, oh, this is nice, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's when she found out that uh, Nathan had asked um, Yeah, because he said something like, uh, thanks for... He said thank you in a yeah. way that was like, what? What did you do to help her? Oh, thanks for the... Oh, no, to the artist manager of the headliner who was like, thanks for the connect. Yeah. And she was like, what did you have to do with any of this and I then mean, it became a thing it was not justified i don't feel like molly should have been annoyed because isa did ask her and then isa told nathan who and then nathan okay what was Issa supposed to do should have been like no 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 don't ask andrew because nani said no <laughs> i mean uh, i don't know okay here's what i think i think it's important to have boundaries and i think that's what molly was trying to do however i think isa went about it the right way she didn't go to andrew direct yeah, she was. Like, she then that would have been like, why are you talking to my man's? Yeah, ja- if she, if she did that, that would have been, been a problem. Easy, so yeah. she went to her. I didn't see a reason for Molly to say no. That's what I think. Mm. I understand her being like, no, I need this boundary to be here. I just didn't think the boundary made sense. Yeah, like I was just like, oh, okay, because that literally, it sounds like okay. <laughs> Even how she was in shock, she's like, I. I, I don't make sense. Sour bassy, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it was a bit selfish of Modi to do that. And also at the block party, when they went with Andrew, I remember because Issa was running around a lot. And there was this tension now after that whole Andrew. Th- that's where the tension started. Yeah. After the whole Andrew thing. And Molly also knew those tension. And Andrew was like, yo, just get her some food. She's probably not eaten every day. Yeah, oh I mean, the whole God, day. Yeah. And I was like, you see, this is someone, this is his industry. And this is why he helped. Because he understands the position that Easter was in. Yeah. He was not trying to spite you. He didn't even know you guys spoke. He didn't know, Andrew was literally the outside man here. He didn't know <laughs> anything that was going on. But boundary achieved without even setting without the setting boundary. It. And yeah. he was like, yeah, what you can do to help now is maybe get her food because she's not eaten the whole day. And he's mm. like, yeah, this is my, like, I know what happens here. Mm. And you see, this is not something Molly had thought about. Again, outside of her comfort zone in terms of even workspace. And anyway, she went and got Issa but food. But out of comfort zone or... At that moment, it's because of the tension that they had with Issa. I think in other spaces, should have been like, oh, you want some food? Let me get you. Like, yeah, uh, have some food. Oh, I don't you're know. right. You, you, you're right. But you could tell even, because Andrew knew there was tension as well. Mm. He'd known, like, there's something going on between these two guys, and I don't know what exactly it is, and it's not my place. But also, I can tell, because when they were at home chilling, and she'd mentioned some things like, oh, is that Issa? Mm. Yeah, like, things like that. Um... But he was he was just really being he didn't buy Issa the food is what I'm getting at. He also was like, "Yo, that's your uh, that's you your home girl." I know you because he could tell like I think she even mentioned like she doesn't know what exactly to do yeah. in that situation. So I just thought it was dumb like that boundary. Like if my friend needs something and I know my mans can help out, and she's asked me, yeah, I'll ask for you, and if he says no, that's fine. I've tried. Yeah. You know, like, I have nothing to lose. Neither does he. If anything, both of them are gaining out of that experience. So it just, I don't know. And you see, if it would be different if Issa had a tendency of putting her nose in her relationships. Then that would have made sense. But she never, she's never done that. She's never, it, if, if it was a habit that she had, then it would make sense for her to do that. Mm. So I just thought like, I understand you wanting boundaries, but that particular boundary didn't make sense to me because of how Issa went about it. If she had gone straight to your man's and you'd have been like, nah. Yeah. So this is not happening. You, you just can't. Yeah. But I thought she just overreacted. I didn't understand that whole thing. Because there was a whole like even fight at the end of the night. You yeah. remember? I think it was so weird. <laughs> It's like a gunshot pot, and it's like, <laughs> let's go. We gotta run. <laughs> Stay woke. Hey, Molly. But even the whole, um, I don't know, I found that vacation with Andrew's like family so weird. How so? Like when they went to Hawaii and stuff, I don't know, it just didn't feel like the relationship was, I think you could tell that it wasn't really going to. But to be go. to be fair, like, Andrew was also very patient. And he'd vocalize like, yo, I am trying. No, he was, But yeah. you're not making an effort. That's what I'm saying. Because like, even, like, Molly. she was just being really hard. Of course, the whole racism thing was racist. And, like, yeah. the brother trying to turn it down didn't make sense at all. And Andrew did stand up to his brother and was like, yo, not cool at all. Yeah. But even how, how Molly just... Molly had walls. That was a problem. And I think that was a problem with all her relationships. She's like, this is the man I'm trying to get. And she never looked within to be like, how am I contributing to just nothing working? 
which is why she had this whole self-care thing and the therapist mm-hmm. um and when we get to season five she's a completely different person wow. and which is probably why it worked out with torian because yeah. she had a better understanding of herself and she was also in a position to admit her faults she even communicate her fears yes. you know because even in the in the pantry <laughs> when they're stealing food <laughs> Food oh, and that was, high. I, I I think I enjoyed that Molly and Torian. Honestly, because they're not I mean usually they're like the uptight people in the office. Yes. You know. And these people have edibles in a baby in a in a living party with their kids and they're like, uh uh-uh. uh, let's go anyway. So the conversation <laughs> that they had in the <laughs> You really enjoyed that. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I don't know. I like seeing people like get loose and stuff like that. But um when Molly was like, you know what, I, I just I don't want to mess this up, blah blah blah. Like you could really I was so proud of her in that moment. I was like, Yes. You're telling him exactly what you feel um could go wrong. I mean your fears, instead of letting them like take over you. Because I think that's uh, that's what was wrong with Molly, like the overthinking, the kwangali mbele, and you don't even you're not interested in the person who's in front of you right now you want to see what kind of a future you have and i also think the 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 influence of her parents relationship was like a big thing for yeah her. when she found out that was it the dad, dad who cheated, cheated or yeah. something yeah the way it completely like because that was when after it was after draw as well yeah yeah so i think for her she was just it was tough easter times right? yes yeah. and she was also the whole thing when she went back to when Isa and her actually broke up, broke up, when she texted Isa instead of texting Andrew. Oh, what did in she their say? house, she's like she's forcing it was something like she Oh yes. And then Isa got the Oh my god, yeah. And it was just like, Oh hey, so you think so I didn't even plan to like be here tonight and oh like And Isa was always the one making an effort, if you remember, and that's why yeah. she was like, No. I'm always the friend who's trying to fix things. I'm always the one who's going out of my way and it's like I'm not at fault here which to be fair she was not at fault. Mm. Actually no both of them at fault but for different things. I think how it blew up was just Molly had more faults. Tangible <laughs> <laughs> faults. And the problem no, is is cuz Molly doesn't at that point Molly was not the person to take responsibility for her actions or like be like yeah I was on the wrong. She was not that kind of friend. Yeah. Cuz remember when Kelly and and Tiffany. Tiffany also had their issues. Oh. Then after that, it was when now Molly and Isa had their issues. And they had to go. They went somewhere together. And Kelly was like, girl, what is going on? <laughs> 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 but I remember when, when they got back together, Isa and Molly in season five. And then Kelly was like, mm. actually, no, uh, Molly was asking her, like, when will it ever be like right oh, yeah. again? Kelly was like, you have to laugh at every joke. <laughs> no matter how bad it is. But don't, okay, they didn't even explore what happened between Kelly and Tiffany, did they? They no, did. The it was the whole thing. baby shower thing. Yeah. And like she was icing her out. And then that's her best friend. why did Kelly have to... No, Tiffany reached out, remember? No, yes. But then Kelly was like, oh, you know, to get back together, like you guys... Oh, oh I think she meant like... Like it's uneasy. Oh, okay, it's okay, still okay. like, oof, rough times. Because she was a mom and she couldn't spend time with yeah. Tiff the same way. So there was a big change for them. Yeah. Like especially Tiffany and and then remember the whole Tiffany depression thing. Wow. Yeah. was actually. Yeah. I, I mean, can't speak it. about it because I don't know, but yeah, it was really rough. 
even on Derek. Hey, Derek is such a supportive guy. Derek is the most patient person in that whole series. I don't even know how these two got together. Because they're Tiffany... so different. But also, to be fair, at the end we do see Tiffany like trying to do things Derek's way when they had to move yeah like closer to Derek's family into a new city like now it was her turn to be uncomfortable which was a strange compromise like within relationships mm-hmm. where it was always about her and what compromise? she wants compromise <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah no, that's <laughs> I think that was the most human I've ever seen Tiffany being when she was depressed no not even uh, okay Okay. The depressed part was like it was really sad because yeah. she was showing. I think what I what that actually showed was this babes always shows up like everything is fine. It's okay. And even Kelly did not know that she was struggling. Yeah. Even her husband. I didn't turn up for her. And it was like she was in that situation like there's people who will always show up but you don't know they're going through it. Mm. That was it. I think Derek knew but he did because I remember him saying I didn't know it was this bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but even at the end, um, when she was when they were moving, uh, you know, she was like crying. She's like, you know, I need you guys. I was like, okay, you? Tiffany, <laughs> you need people. <laughs> what? They were like, oh, so now you need us. <laughs> they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And then like we we'll celebrate all our birthdays. That was kind of fun. It was. And I like how they wrapped it because I was like, I don't know how you guys are gonna wrap this whole series in one episode. In one episode. Like I'm really curious to see. Forty minutes. Mm-mm. Hey. And they did it in a like it was, it was well done. It I would was. have hoped for like a longer ending. Yeah. But it worked. I don't even see how they would have ended it because in security to show you like, ooh, there's always something that's like ah, next one, you know. So yeah. I think they really had to figure out how do we end this because people will still want more. Yeah. And we can't drag out everyone's storyline forever, because because everything in the last episode would have been a whole entire season. True. Like the I birthdays. Mean, how did Isa <laughs> and Lawrence <laughs> get back together, huh? Let's see Tiffany's <laughs> new life, my friend. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Kelly's rebirth. I loved that as well. Oh my god. When she <laughs> died, <laughs> that was hilarious. But it was nice. I mean, I'm dead. They killed We've me. We've never really given Kelly a storyline. And that was, I think, one of the first times that they've given her like something. I think she's always had like a, a, a storyline. She's a friend who. The funny friend. She's not just a funny friend. She will pull up for everyone. Like she's always. She's a very selfless friend. Mm-hmm. That it becomes so normal. You don't think to ask how you doing, Kelly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's always and in, in other situations in a supporting way. Yeah, so. so it's like also the strong friend, who everyone just feels like, oh, but it's Kelly. She's fine. Yeah. But then that rebirth yeah. when she died and everyone was like, you didn't die. But then she took it like, no, I need to actually rebrand. If I mm. died today, because that's what she says, like, oh my God, I literally died. And that's what people remembered about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? She didn't actually die. I mean, again, if you're at this point of the podcast. Hey, <laughs> um, and it was so funny how she kept saying, like, yeah, I died. Like, she always she said that. Saying. And it's like, later you see, like, oh, you keep saying you died because you're trying to be someone else. Like, she stopped drinking. Imagine. And that was big for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure still smoking weed, so. She, there's a point she wasn't, because towards the end, it was, she was like, nah, yeah, I'll do it for, I'm not on alcohol, but I'll smoke the blood. 
No, but do you remember in Tiffany's baby shower, her cousin was smoking weed in the costume, and she's like, "Are you smoking?" They look like, party. I'm already high. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, "Kelly," but yeah, that was a good. I don't know. Yeah, the ending was nice, and I liked. I really liked the beginning of the last episode when Isa is just like, "Can we just skip to the?" Can we just skip to the good part? What were Instagram reels? Mm. Lord. But yeah, well, I even remember when she was uh, having that uh, Nini, when she was when she was uh, trying to decide whether she was going to go with Crenshaw or the other team. Crenshaw. Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Coffee, Siri boy. Uh-uh, me, I think they do this guy dirty when he's in other things that are not... That are not what was that? Coffee thingy, queen, queen sugar. sugar, but he still looked good. I'm talking about looks or acting. Yes, okay. not acting. Oh, of course, he's <laughs> an actor. Whatever, nobody cares. Nah, coffee Why is like the guy. Rough. He, he he looks like a type of guy who just wakes up and it's like even if he has like drool, <laughs> lines up. <laughs> it's still like what's up? <laughs> Have you watched Really Love? No, I haven't. But streets. I mean the music video streets. Doja Cat. Actually, don't listen to Doja Cat. Uh, but have you watched the video? Why would I watch a video if I don't listen to it? Because it's an interesting. Okay, now I'll watch video. it. Yeah. Because I know coffee's there. <laughs> Bro. Okay, watch it and then tell me what you think. Because Quenshon. Yeah. I really liked the storyline of Quenshon, um, because he was an ex-con. Yes. But he was a badass designer. Like okay. his his designs were really cool. And even actually now that we're talking about creatives before and you know, when you're working with people and it's hard to sometimes fulfill your vision because someone else is either putting in money and they're like, So it's gonna go my way. Mm-hmm. Which is what happened when Isa was pitching this thing and for the first time Isa used to be the token, but he was tr- she was trying to tokenize Crenshaw. Yeah. Which was really sad, and that's what he was calling her out on. He's like, bro, you're the one who's supposed to be looking out for us, but now you're sitting with them. Mm. So you're the gatekeeper, because they wanted him to tone down. And he was like, fuck you, did Imagine. the show. <laughs> and even when I watch it, I'm like, Isa was trying to like make this guy remove this thing. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. It and even cool. the white guy was like, this was amazing. But imagine if it went the other way. Where the white guy is like, I told you not to put all these things in and you didn't listen to me. You will never work in Los Angeles ever again. Okay, I don't think it would have gone that bad. <laughs> maybe they would have fired. Maybe they would have. I, I don't think they would have fired Isa. They would have dropped Crenshaw. Because the way this guy was like, this is amazing. He didn't yeah. even realize like they'd stripped out the stuff. Because I didn't get the vibe because he would have been like, Oh, I'm so sorry I asked you not to put in mm. XYZ. But he didn't say that. He was just like, oh, this was really cool. Yeah. Good job. So he didn't even realize, which just goes to show, like, sometimes white people be crazy. <laughs> like, the way you visualize things is not the way I'm explaining it to you. Yeah. You just think it's extra because it's uncomfortable. But you haven't seen it to be like, okay. I could, I could work. Also, who's the audience for this stuff? Because the audience is looking pretty black. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there was white people, but like, and then which is what insecure was all about. You're in Inglewood, mm. so get it together, mate. It's like going where I'm trying to reference somewhere. In. It's like going to Dandenong if you're in Australia. And you're telling someone to do some white shit. Like what? Ninety <laughs> percent of the population is black people. 
and if those are not black uh you know from other apoc so people of color <laughs> he looked at me like uh, i'm like uh? what <laughs> what are you saying so it's just like also who crenshaw is not selling clothes for white people he's selling Wait, street style white people would well they would oh. still buy <laughs> they'll buy yes like kanye i guess and other news <laughs> I'm dead. What was that face? Please, I'm also going through a divorce with Kanye, so it's very hard oh, on some Kanye of us. West. <laughs> it's very, very hard. I don't even know what's happening over there. <laughs> like I literally do not know. I heard about the divorce and some white baby with crazy eyeliner. I saw that photo and I was oh like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh my Kanye's I'm, I'm like, did someone tell you that she has crazy eyeliner armor? Because the way you've said it, like, it's a crazy eyeliner. <laughs> no, I saw that photo and I was like, who is this? I can't even see your face, man. It's who is she? Interesting. Do you know? she's an actress, Julia Fox. Act- yeah, and I'm like... What's she acted in? Where? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where? Because I don't it's know okay. this girl. She's I not putting know. money in my pocket. But even how, like, uh, Issa was imagining, like, those different uh, ninis... Uh, situations, blah blah blah. When did Lawrence pop up in her fantasies? Was it with Crenshaw or Hannah? with the other team? Oof, I don't know, man. And even at the end, who did she choose? She chose Crenshaw. Between Crenshaw and who? And the white people. It's Crenshaw. You don't remember them celebrating? Oh, and he was like, and oh, come, like let oh me show God, you something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that babes. I can't remember her name. I'm gonna fight. She's so ready. She's so ready. Oh, but I do like her. But also the journey, like how she started out and even how they've worked together since. Yeah. And it was like uh, this is the energy you need. Like she's so hood. <laughs> okay, she is. When she needs to, and then she's like, okay, back to being corporate. Just <laughs> yeah. like what? Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, but Issa's journey was just something that was so nice to watch. It felt like it's someone you know. Yeah. Which there's probably all of those characters is someone that you know. And I think also watching it at the point at the age that we're in, like in terms of if I watch if I watch it. <laughs> if I watched like Insecure when I was nineteen, it wouldn't slap the way it I mean five years I was probably around around there when it started but like now when it's ending at you know me in my 20s i'm like ooh, this it's relatable yeah but i i look at it differently it's less of here's a story a fun story it's like atlanta of course i'm watching atlanta and i'm very detached from the story but i'm like (laughs) this show is fun yeah and there's also someone else watching insecure like that but because maybe of the work that i do of the characters in the show i'm like i also lived in you know, a predominantly white space, mm-hmm. work to the white people. So I'm like, mm, this is very. If I watched this entirely when I was in Kenya, so different. Also, some things wouldn't. Oh, wouldn't. I wouldn't look at them the same way that I do now. But because some of these things are my lived experience differently, I'm like, mm, I get it. I do. I. I understand. Yeah. And even what we're talking about now, where Crenshaw and like Isa. Um, you know, when I used to do events. When I was producing, oh my God, you um, are Issa. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know you're working with with um 
with our budget and there's so many other things but when you're curating you have so much control mm. on what's going on because like, i wouldn't lie to you every white person that i curated for just gave me money and they're like put it together because they also don't want to mess up mm. so it's like listen you just do what you want <laughs> if you want it to be crazy you know and it it shows like the lack of effort they're willing to put in as well but also it's kind of cool that they got me a black person i mean also they used to get me because they know all my lineups are black there's mm. no other it's not a tea but they were dope but it was a way to show people like bro you can have half and half you can have three three male artists and three female artists like it's not crazy to balance the gender role mm. it's not crazy to get artists that you've never heard of and they're great like it's very easy but it was that thing that Crenshaw was also saying you're in a position to really like dilute someone's creative vision yeah so badly and it could boil down to things like budgets where it's like okay listen the budget is five hundred dollars so you just if you want this gig you'll have to make it a five hundred dollar show instead of a thousand dollar show mm. so like i worked with this band where that quote because there are, i think four members was two thousand dollars for a gig and i wrote back i'm like yeah these guys are two thousand dollars i'm like ooh the most we can go is 1200 mm. and i was like can we push to 15 <laughs> at least and they were like i saw but that's that's a max and i had to hit them up i'm like yo my budget doesn't allow for me to pay you two g's i'd love to but i can only do 15 and they're like yeah it's okay we'll just do it without one one member oh so i mean in an ideal world they would have loved to perform for them, them yeah. but they couldn't so somehow they have i mean they've also found a solution to that problem where it doesn't kill their performance because they did a great job mm. but i know that they would have loved to perform for people you know yeah. so you're in a position where you could really like dilute a lot of stuff and especially if you also understand what it's like to be there when someone is trying to buy like i don't know digital artists like something and they're negotiating with you and you're like what this painting I spent like eight hours doing mm. and you want me to pay you for like, you want to, me to give you a discount be, to fit your pocket because you don't appreciate the amount of work effort the and everything else yeah. that's been put in. It's rude. Konza in Nairobi where they'll be like, Iki tu sinazanda ni patresi jui wapi uko and you're like, zunge enda uko. You should have. You should have. But I think I think insecure for me was really interesting because I do see a lot of myself in Isa in Isa season one, two. Okay, and I'm I'm hoping I'd be able to reach <laughs> Isa season five. Like the waiting, the waiting game, creatives and waiting. I'm just like, yo, when when is my big break going to come? Because okay, actually, I'm not in Isa season one. I should be around season three there. <laughs> Season one was because there. I already quit my we got y'all <laughs> which was <laughs> corporate <laughs> corporate and deciding to go into a whole other venture I can see how Isa was like shit I'm on my own I need I need to do this you know mm-hmm. and it's it's just I'm really happy for her that it worked out in the end and I'm glad that Isa gave the series a happy ending like for everyone yes I'm also really happy with how they developed the characters. It mm. was realistic, but it was not like 
ooh, black people are always struggling. Struggle. They're always like yeah. even within like the hard parts, like they there was still friendship. Like yeah. there's so many beautiful things, and it was not like ooh, they're the drug dealers. Uh, you know, Imagine. there's so many. <laughs> it was a very different show about black people, and I think that's why it was very. Um, it performed the way it did because yeah. it was more like there's this group of us who see ourselves in you but we're never represented yeah because you just think of again the stereotypical versions of black people that i just mentioned oh, and it's like jail. and there's never a story about a creative who's actually like shown you the journey like isa is actually like a glimpse of what being a creative is like mm. like she's a representation but you don't get to see the process yeah you just experience the finished product you don't get to see their struggles and sometimes you don't even bother to understand what that's like which is what you see in her friendship where she's trying to like do this thing but no one is taking her seriously and yeah. you see how it's taking a toll on her and it's like this is us <laughs> not a tv show but it's like Yo, we exist in so many different ways. Mm. There's Tiffany Dubois, who's obviously from... She's a Dubois, so she's from a bougie family. Yeah. But she's also... Um, and she's black. Like, there are black people who are hella rich. Yeah. Hey. Just me in this country, we know them. Kundaha and her other friends. Uh-huh. Hey. And then there's the, the things of, like, different friend dynamics yes. that you get to see. Um, that we were talking about before we started recording. Mm. Um... You also get to see like black men and like how you see different types of black. What was the name of that friend of theirs, the real estate guy? Please, I don't remember, <laughs> but I know. Yes, <laughs> motherfucking sir. He oh, was like that the guy. player of all of them, the worst advice. He gave Lawrence only one piece of good uh, advice at the end when he was like, fight for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when he was like, you never fight for oh, it. <laughs> English data bundles <laughs> are depleting. You, you never fought for old girl or whatever, blah, blah. And Lawrence is just like, oh, shit. Actually, Actually yeah, he didn't. <laughs> and that's probably the only good advice he's ever given anyone yeah, since this show started. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know how... And that was also the other friend who was, like, very funny, but he had a stable job. Imagine. Because even when Lawrence was unemployed, he'd be like, yo, what's up, homie? Like, <laughs> do you want me to plug you? Yeah. <laughs> like, And when Lawrence got money, he's like, hey, please, can you buy a house so that I can <laughs> buy a new Range Rover or something? There you go. Trying to keep up with the kids. So also support looks very different. It does. I mean, you also need to... It's, it's very individual. You need to... I mean, in terms of characters... And your friend, they all—they're not the same. You need to also approach everyone differently. Yeah, and I think that's also something they explored with the friend. Even what the boys did versus what the girls were doing. <laughs> like, let's just touch on the music that Insecure like highlighted. It was so—I think the overall production of Insecure was was just top tier. And you know why? Why? All black people. Oh, oh, the whole production team was black people. There were some white people. No, there were some white people involved. <laughs> but everyone in charge was black. So Lange was in charge of music. Of music, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's all the seasons, but I know I think the first the, the first two, I think, the she first was in season, charge. Yeah. And I discovered so many artists through Insecure. Through Insecure. Like Lake Kelly 47. This shit is a girl blonde. I only okay, smell girl blonde. I know the song. <laughs> Yay. But yeah, uh, they really promoted black artists as well. And she started a, a record label because of Insecure. She started a record label. Issa Rae. Yeah. yeah. 
It's called um Issa let me get it as you keep talking. But she should I mean anyway. And she actually one of her artists right? already has a song and an album. She's been running it what? for like over a year. Yeah. Issa don't play bro. Nah, she opened an Airbnb like yesterday or two days ago. Because she was you, like you think we hang out with her. <laughs> right? I'm like I'll she tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she texted me man on Twitter. <laughs> And just so funny, she was like, if Isadi can manage a complex, I think I can manage an Airbnb. And that was Fucking so joke. cool. Even the... the the. I know for a fact that she's using the same production team for rap shit. It's coming soon, right? The new show she's doing. So I'm expecting, like, I hope it's the same quality. I mean, obviously not the same story, but like... Of course not. The same quality, right? But even the, the guest directors and stuff, ah, amazing people. The actors as well. And the actors, I think everything was just right. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else you could have asked for from and that's why it was so hard for it to end because it's like, oh damn, are we ever going to get anything like this again? And it's so sad how, you know, I think of someone like Donald Glover had to finesse the white people who are giving him money by lying to them about Atlanta so that he could create Atlanta. Let me know. And when they saw it, they were like, oh, this is, this was, what not, did he this say? was not part of the deal. He lied to them about the storyline. Because really? it, it was too good for them to be like, take our money. He lied to oh, get wow. the money. And you see, even Issa, when she started, um, she was doing the awkward black girl thing. Yeah. And only after Insecure had done a couple of seasons was she booking these big deals. Because mm. I think they so they were like, oh, this, this babes is... She's doing something. She's doing a lot of stuff. And it's just because of the history that we have where it's like the expectations of black people are set so low. Yeah. Like... I mean, uh, okay. And ironically, <laughs> all the creative stuff that pops involves black people. What I don't like is that people are always ready to fund the tropes, the stereotypical uh, black shows. Mm-hmm. Like, there was this very weird show on HBO. Even I was like, Call the us. same HBO. I don't remember what the name was, but it's uh, these people who are living across the street. And Sorry, it's like this. I forget. It's called Radio Label. With R-A-E. Like R-A-E. Of yeah. Course. I don't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. But that's nice. Where these people live across the street, black people living in a white neighborhood. Uh, you know, Blackish. Of <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was funny because it wasn't. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, there the, are the so many of these kind of films that are coming out. Oh, God. I remember this horrible one I watched with Janelle Monet. Aki guy. No, not her sweetheart. Yeah. Where she's been kidnapped and she's taken to some uh, nini, some farm and Kumbe it's a reenaction of slavery. And I'm like, in 2021, because I watched it last year, in 2021. Was it made last year? Yeah. Someone will fund this movie. Like Mninyonge. I think it's called Auntie Bill. <laughs> I thought that was the name of the thing. <laughs> I was like, ah. Honestly, I don't know who I. I don't know why someone would film, would yeah, fund okay. that and not Atlanta. You see, now that that's why I'm just like, what? Yeah, man. Also, it's Donald Glover, so anything. But I had Kendrick Lamar is doing some animated thing with the guys who made South Park about some slavery story, and I'm oh, like, God. Kendrick, <laughs> why, honey, why? <laughs> but anyway, if it comes out, I guess we'll hear what it's about. I was like, you, I wasn't ready. So, and that's why it's like. I kind of want to see it because then, yeah. <laughs> just to be like, ah, 
okay or really? i don't i don't know i don't know what to expect and i guess also because like you know slavery is also not our history in terms of like it's a black it's black american history but obviously yeah. we've learned it and again if you exist in this planet outside of africa where there's predominantly um, white people <laughs> the assumption is just like it's your history as well like it you know is there like if you exist in this planet outside <laughs> okay aliens in mars if you're listening to this maybe but yeah it is a re- i think it's a we're connected to that story mm-hmm. anyway. yeah inevitably yeah. if you're black but you only feel black when you're outside of africa yeah actually that's a lie depending ah, which side of depends. africa you're on <laughs> If you're below the North uh, North Africa, actually, if you're oh, not shit. in Gigiri, <laughs> <laughs> not a Jays, hey, where? not at uh, where? what's that place that was actually like? Oh yes, uh, Giraffe Mana. Oh shit, yeah, Giraffe Mana. <laughs> Look at us just bashing people oh, yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, please, Giraffe Mana. We only became actual customers when the pandemic hit. Like, uh, we'd like to have local tourists. Oh my god! In your own country, how? I'm really curious to know who owns that place. Also, I'm, that's a lie. I'm not curious. Let me let Do me you stop pretending. You know? <laughs> I just lied. I'm not curious. But yeah, I don't know. I think people always talk about um, being tired of the black struggle story, being tired of the tropes, being tired of the stereotypes. But I guess um, the, some people are still willing to yeah. to fund the films, which is okay. It's fine. Like explore your creative, take whatever direction that you want to take. But I think Insecure was just a breath of fresh, fresh air. air. At the end of the day, it's a money game for whoever is funding this thing. I'm putting yeah. it because they believe in you. Uh, how much money will I how make? How much money is he making back for me? And I'm sure even Insecure, they were like, yo, black people are watching this. And like, is that enough money? You know, also, that's the other assumption that people have. What? But it's like, black people will spend money on stuff that they want. People will mm. buy Louis Vuitton, but they're living hand to mouth. Yeah. Facts. How people have iPhones and they can't even afford them. <laughs> like I'm just I'm I'm just trying to make it like relatable. It's true. It's like true. you know even even in this city that we're living in, how many people are killing themselves to look a certain type of way? Yo, the fake middle class, the mysterious. Yeah, mythical. or whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay, how you? Okay. Yeah. You just look and say okay. So there's always gonna be those fakes, and it's true what you said. There's so many facets of existing as black people. Mm. Like, cause if you start even going into the Africanness, and that's a whole different story. Yeah. And if you if you see like a lot of creators who even explore the African side, most of them are in the UK. <laughs> True. Yeah. Most things like like Michaela when she was doing what was that show of hers? Oh my God. Bubblegum. What? Bubblegum. No. No. Chewing gum. Chewing gum. Chewing gum. Yes. Yeah. Like a lot of, and it's cause also there's a lot of, like if you are black in the UK, you're either Caribbean or you're African. True. In the US, it's a whole bubble of stuff uh, but even when i used to think about it in australia i'm like if you're black you're either african you could be caribbean but a majority of you are african, african yeah. um or of course indigenous people because mm. they're black um but if you're an immigrant of sorts or your roots are traced to Im- being an immigrant you're either african okay. there's some caribbeans l- um, a majority of the people who are there are african so if i'm sitting and east african for that matter of course west africans everywhere um <laughs> numbers jollof rice um <laughs> oh no but yeah like east africans there's, there's a lot there's a lot of east africans like 
in in Australia. Kalis <laughs> 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 <More> people in <laughs> Pat, <laughs> but like Somalis, Ethiopians. Um, so if I was to do a, a, a you know a story, yeah, and I'm producing this thing when I'm in Melbourne, it would look very different. Because the themes you're exploring are so different. Because mm-hmm. who's your neighbor? Probably an Ethiopian family. Next door, Cochini, maybe a South Sudanese person. You know, like, even the characters will look so different. But we be heavy on the Africanness as opposed to, like, anything else. And also, if someone is, like, you know, depending on where you live, you might have a lot of Middle Eastern cast members, you know. It's like Man Like Mobin. I don't know if you've watched it on Netflix. Yeah. So it's this guy from Afghan, and he's taking care of his younger sister. He's in the UK. Mm. But even the characters that you see, like it's centered around Islam or, you know, Middle Eastern families. His best friend is, you know, this guy, Tulegun. Um, don't jealous me. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, so he's, a, he's, a, he's one of the characters, his best friend. Act. So you can see, like, they're showing you the reality of where they're from. And that's what that looks like. Because also people will settle in different spaces. Yeah. If you do a story of Nairobi and you go to Gigiri, Someone who can do a story in Lovington, someone can do a story in Rongai. Exactly. It looks very different. Like the same country. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Insecure was just a glimpse of it was just the one show that I think also age, to be honest, played a huge factor. Yeah. Like where you're at in life and how you relate to it is so different than from someone else. But I remember watching it with my Australian friends and we talk about it and it's like, ooh, my friends who live in Australia, I should say. Um, and we're like, oh my god! But ninety percent of my friends are creative, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Also, things like even how they shot it, you know, it's mm. less about even the story. It's not only the story; it's just because, like, oh my god, that angle or all the visuals. What were we were talking about here, music. Crazy. Even because of that part, I never forget. Lawrence and Issa, and it was red light, blue light. Oh yes, oh, yes, yes! That, oh, that shot, amazing. Or even how they do. Um, these shots where someone is like really close like to the end of the frame and there's like so much sp- and I, I used to be like oh my god this is good and I remember uh, there was this whole article about how the cinematographer of is- of Insecure uh, changed how to light black people I mean such I, a thing I think as I saw that article. black mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. is so important black people now thought about that Actually, Betty White did. I saw this article about this guy. I'm forgetting his name. This actor who was like, "Oh, when you were on a show together, like she actually made an effort to make the guy light him first, and she would just blend in mm. because she knew it was hard to get perfect lighting for black people." <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Man, she's she's. I never she's met her, but I, <laughs> I found her energy to be so fun. You know, those few, there's very few white people I like. Um, but I was like, oh, this seems like an auntie. She's white. Yeah. Ha, no pun intended. Auntie Betty. You didn't get it. I know, because she's Betty White. Okay. Yeah. I, t- I think we need to end this thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was insecure, guys. That was insecure. I was going to sing the song to say insecure. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> not today. Not the one. You know that song by Amanda Seals? So, good night. Because Amanda Seals is quite something outside of Insecure. So I was just like, Ooh. You mean Amanda Seals or Tiffany? No, I mean Amanda Seals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. I got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. This has been great. Yeah. I mean, a hard way to summarize five years in one series. 
in one episode my bad yeah but we did it we did it joe we did it we joe. did it we did it joe. <laughs> okay we need to end this thanks for listening um send us a voice note of what you thought about this episode what you thought about insecure you can text us follow us on social media at wazi podcast we also have merchandise so you can um go to our instagram page and literally everything you need to know is there also if you're in australia and you want to buy merchandise we have found a shipping option for you that that was an issue last year so we've sorted it out only to new year new me not to everywhere else oh, <laughs> i'm like okay damn um my bad <laughs> we can ship to many places uh it's just like people who asked were from aussie but you know even you from I was going to check the list uh, of where people would listen from, but not today. Not the one. I think there's someone from Eastern Europe. Even you. you guys there was like Lithuania. Europe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> is this a VPN? <laughs> or is it you? You've not messaged me oh. yet. So please let us know if it's you. Is it a VPN? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Could be. Alright, uh, yeah. we need to end this. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to things we like bye miriam koske and daisy duta bye bye people <laughs>